Warning! This show contains adult themes and language, including birds shitting on cars. Disevidentia is an inability to reliably process evidence, and this is a podcast all about it. This episode was released on February 28th, 2022, and we are discussing disevidentia because it is clear dozens of bird truthers are suffering from it. I am Squeaky. And I am Mako. We discuss logic and evidence because the government didn't pay us well enough to engineer their drones. You can support us by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash If you spent all your money starting your own conspiracy theory, you can still help us. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review to help us out. If you have a paper you have written, or a small business to plug, let us know. Today we are going to discuss birds and whether or not they are real. They are. Government drone would say that. The shitting of one T or two T's? Uh, well, Google isn't spell correcting that. Does it do it with two T's? It does not. Google seems to accept it either way. I bet one's the American spelling and the other's the British spelling. We had a pretty decent episode last time. Two weeks ago, we only had one correction. And it wasn't sent in by a user, so we didn't have to give away any flash drives. Oh boy. Uh, near the end, you or I were talking about Lindsay Cockburn in the segment about Bigfoot stick. Okay. I and want to say that was you, but okay, yeah. Yeah, probably. I'm just trying not to take ownership of the whole girth of the problem. Uh-huh. That could be quite hefty to take ownership of such girth. And one of us said Lisa Cockburn. It's Lindsay Cockburn. That's all. Okay. So nobody gets a flash drive for that one. We found it. But if you find an issue with one of our episodes, we're going to give out up to three flash drives per episode. Let us know. They're really nice. Little stainless steel guys. 128 gigs. We don't have any new patrons. We don't have anything else super amazing to discuss. But if you have something you want to share with us, a paper, or if you want to correct us, there's a bunch of ways to get in touch with us. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash disevidentia. Yeah, we can chat on Reddit, r slash disevidentia. We have a Twitter at disevidentia. We have a Discord server and a YouTube channel where we do read all the comments and we, we stay up in both and both the links will be in the show notes. We have an email, contact, at disevidentia.com. But we're not on Facebook. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Ha, I stole it from you. I could feel the laughter building right as you finished the sentence. This episode was released on February... (laughs) Let me me go. Okay. (laughs) Bird truthers. (laughs) You like that? Nope, not at all. (laughs) Not one fucking bit. (laughs) This is hopefully going to be our last COVID minute. Well... Last regular COVID minute. You want to have irregular minutes? That sounds problematic. We can do it. I believe in us. Don't even know where I'm going with any of that. Okay. Um, I guess we'll come back to that. Let's get a couple of the facts out there. Yeah. Nothing terribly interesting has happened in COVID news in the past two weeks, has it? No, not really. And certainly nothing disevidential related. Nothing that's made major headlines. No. Yeah, no new celebrity saying something exceptionally dumb. No new gigantic problem yeah most of the covid stuff i've seen anywhere is individual people saying they are sick of the pandemic (laughs) yeah yeah that makes sense yeah i wish more people would mask up and get vaccinated our vaccination rate has been stuck at about 76 percent and the booster rate is up slightly from last time we'll drop a source uh, to usafacts.org it has the current vaccination rate last episode the boosted rate was in the mid-20s it's now 28 percent everything's slightly increasing 
but we're just going to level off at some point. It's not going to keep going up. There's enough people out there who just don't think it's real or whatever. So the one bit of news that I have seen, I mean, again, it's not major news because people that understand how serious COVID is, they're just going to be like, well, yeah. And people who don't are going to be like fake news. So it's not exactly something that is going to be going around like national news all that much. But the CDC has published a report specifically talking about excess deaths in the United States. And since the pandemic began, or more specifically since February 1st, 2020, to February 16th, 2022, the CDC has recorded 1,045,389 excess deaths. Now, if this is like other excess death numbers, what they do is they account for every known form of death, and then they look at a known period of time and look at how many unknown deaths there are, and then they take the accounts for the period where you're not sure how many unknown deaths you have, you take into account all the known deaths, then you compare the differences in, in the deaths, and the normal amount of unknown deaths is other unknown deaths, right? And then that difference, the, the extra deaths, that's what we're talking about, and we're attributing all of that to COVID, is my understanding. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know about all of it, but I mean, it is... Statistically, and on, on all of it, right? Yeah, it's statistically, it is a significant unknown increase over a period that matches the pandemic itself. Yeah. Yeah, it, I'm not going to say... It claims causation, but it's a very tight correlation. This is one of those things where the other unknown deaths are like people spontaneously dying of heart attacks and strokes when nobody else is around and stuff. Yeah. We didn't suddenly have a massive rash of those or those didn't spontaneously disappear. So the number isn't going to be perfect. It's going to be up or down a few thousand because we're talking about a million people. But even if it's off by 40,000 in one direction or the other, which would be 4%, it would still be over a million people dead. Yeah. Okay. So our source for that... Uh, it is initially a CDC report, but we have theguardian.com. There is a link to the CDC report in the article. Back to why we we're going to drop the COVID minutes. We don't think there's going to be a lot of special news from here on out. No, we hope not. There's always the chance of a significant mutation. And with every mutation comes a new rash of people saying COVID doesn't exist. There's that. But also just we've used COVID minute to do PSAs as much as we can about COVID, you know, share COVID news and any mutation that's significant enough. Definitely more significant of Omicron B. <laughs> That is a very insignificant mutation. Otherwise, yeah, if that kind of thing happens, we'll talk about it. If there is a significant disadvantage topic, like some new group that comes about that tries to deny or cast doubt on vaccines and whatnot. I mean, of course, we'll still talk about that. But in general, news about COVID is dying down. Yeah. And the pandemic itself, numbers are down everywhere that we look. We didn't check the whole world, but it's kind of for every state and Europe and stuff. It's way less major. And when things are leaving the news, new conspiracy theories and new nonsense don't form around it. Yep. So some of the nonsense we've had, what, right in the beginning, people were trying to claim hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine would cure it. No evidence, no studies, you just started claiming it. Probably the one that sticks out to me the most was hearing stories from ER doctors and personnel where they would diagnose somebody with COVID and the patient would be like, no, tell me the truth. <sighs> yeah, that happened. We have news reports. But even knowing that happened, it's yeah. still mind boggling. And some of them would be like, all right, if you're not going to tell me the truth, I'm storming out of here. And then they would unplug themselves from the machines and they would make it to the end of the room before they collapsed because their blood oxygen level was too low. <laughs> like, guys, it, it, it's real. It's there. You're being treated. The ivermectin thing 
still is floating around. Since the last episode, I've argued with people on Reddit and LinkedIn about whether or not ivermectin is a valid treatment. The CDC hasn't cast any firm ruling either way. I think they're trying to avoid looking political, but if you look at any of the studies, it doesn't do anything. Now, there's one Japanese study that shows that ivermectin does kill it in a petri dish. When you cover it in so much ivermectin, you're depriving it of water. Yeah, there was a a quote I saw a long time ago when people were talking about all the headlines. Like, oh, we found this new material cures cancer. In a Petri dish. And they were like, okay, remember, every time you read that headline, remember, so do bullets. Yup. We'll include the relevant XKCD. <laughs> oh, I started typing in XKCD and it brought up gun Petri dish. It's a conspiracy. The government's spy drone is on to or just Google. Oh my God. The trick is not to kill the cancer. The trick is to kill only the cancer. That's what makes it hard. <laughs> Likewise, yeah, if you drown something in like ivermectin in this case, then yeah, okay, sure, maybe you do kill the COVID, but if you're killing all the healthy cells along with it, that's not useful. Yep. Other dumb stuff. We've had a bunch of celebrities talk about freaking COVID in dumb ways. I think the big one we keep having to go to is Joe Rogan because he won't shut up about it. Every other celebrity gets yelled at by their superiors, and it's only Spotify that's not reining in their underlings. Yeah. Under the guise of not wanting to censor anyone. Yeah, that's kind of kind of bullshit kind of bullshit it's complete bullshit (sighs) spotify knows what they're doing spotify knows that by making money yeah by hurting people they can make money so they're cool with it if they wanted to they could just nip this and just move on pick some other halfway controversial topic and deal with it but it helps joe rogan's ratings they invested a ton of money in him and it cost him something like a third of his listeners to switch from being a free agent to being a spotify exclusive it really hurt his numbers but they're all spotify numbers now so that's what spotify wanted yeah half of joe rogan's audience is bigger than none of it oh masks since like episode seven people have been telling us that masks don't work and they always cite some bullshit yeah always i even remember when omicron came about and there people were trying to say masks are no longer effective against omicron it's like what yeah if a new variant comes out masks will almost certainly be somewhat effective even cloth masks i'm not gonna say rely on them first but if you can get a kn95 or an n95 can't Get a surgical mask. If you can't, a cloth mask or a scarf is still better than nothing. A mask that's capable of stopping water droplets in your breath is all you need to reduce the likelihood of infection. Yeah. And the only way for Omicron to say, actually have it be true that masks are no longer effective for it would be if this transmission mechanism no longer applied to COVID for the Omicron variant. That is a gigantic mutation. If you actually understand the underlying mechanisms here, you would immediately realize how bullshit that claim is. Yeah. I think the only other thing that isn't on our list is people trying to say that they shouldn't have to wear masks because they want their freedom and you should wear the mask. Stuff like that, arguments like that. But wearing the the person wearing the mask is where the viruses can be prevented. Yeah. So we're all protecting each other wearing masks and these people don't realize that. They're just selfish assholes. Masks are more effective at preventing transmission than they are at preventing, like, receiving it from the outside. Yeah, because if I just cough really hard, like, straight into your eyeball and get a whole bunch of phlegm right on your eye, well, that's kind of gross. But yeah, if I did that, you'd probably get COVID straight through your fucking eye. I don't know if that works, but I can imagine some hole in your body I can cough enough into and you'll get sick, right? If I'm wearing a mask, I can stop that. If you're wearing a mask, I can still sneeze on your wound. Gross. It is fucking gross. But that just 
we all have to wear masks. That's it's that if we all would have worn masks, the pandemic would have been half as long. Actually, recently I saw some people trying to say my body, my choice in regards to COVID. And well, that's a popular thing to say on the left side of the political spectrum in regards to abortions. But abortions and COVID are quite different, uh, primarily in that abortions are not contagious. COVID is. (laughs) Yep. I think the anti-abortion stance would be the pro-suffering stance would be that you're killing a baby. But that's also not true because most abortions are when it's a tiny clump of cells and it has nothing to do with anything. It's like a personal medical choice. God damn it. Who was it that did the abortion on stage? I don't know. God damn it. There was some somebody in a, de- in a debate who claimed to be pregnant. They took a pill and they're like, look, abortion isn't murder. And they had an abortion on stage by taking a pill. Killed the fetus. God damn it. Okay, I gotta Google it. That's a fast acting pill. Yeah, but I mean, they did the process of doing it. I mean, the pill, it probably took a couple days or however long abortion pills take to kick in. Yeah, here we go. I found her.ie. A pro-choice activist was in a debate on TV on Fox 2 and took the pill right on TV just to prove how safe it was. Uh, we're way off topic. Back to uh, contagion affecting other people yeah. is one of the, the big differences, but also evidence. One side can appeal to reality and evidence, and the other side can't. Yeah. You made this knowing nod. You're like, huh, I hadn't thought of it like that. No, it's just it, debating if I want to get into the details of it. And no, no, I don't. I don't. We're, I'm fine with the high-level overview here. And we're discussing disavenentia because it is clear mil... <laughs> You reflexed into that one. Yep, I did. There are dozens of us. Dozens! So that kind of segues into the topic of the episode, because, well, everyone who's anti-abortion kind of comes at it from a religious standpoint. And I know, don't write in, I'll ignore you or cuss at you if you say, but I'm the one atheist who doesn't believe in abortion. Fuck off, no one cares. You're all alone and you're just doing it to troll me. Sure. So everyone who's anti-abortion is coming at it from a religious standpoint, and the argument is almost always, well, you're killing the baby, it has a soul. Well, you're actually causing suffering here in the real world with things we can demonstrate are real. So if you believe bullshit, even bullshit that seems like a good thing, like you believe in the sanctity of life, because it's wrong, you wind up hurting people. So how do you... I don't know how to it. I don't know how you're trying to connect this, and I don't know how to make it happen. Well, I'm trying to say is that if a belief as wholesome as believing in the sanctity of life or that everything has a soul or a spirit can lead to causing real suffering and misery, like forcing a kid to be born to parents that don't want it or forcing a rape baby to be born, then what harm can come from believing that there are government spy drones on every street in America or that the government has perpetrated mass extinctions? Well, that is a little bit hard to say, but non-zero. Oh, fun. Why don't you enlighten me? Can you tell me what is Birds Aren't Real? Okay, so Birds Aren't Real is a conspiracy theory, and they claim that their movement began in 1976, although they they also claim that it actually technically began back in the 1950s, but yeah, they're not entirely consistent with their story. Oh, that doesn't sound like any other conspiracy theory. They're all perfectly consistent. Uh-huh. Ugh, it's, it's, it's weird and complicated. Okay, okay. I, I don't want to get mired in the, all the details just yet, but... What, the are movement, the, what, are the, what is their biggest claim? Their biggest claim is that birds in the the United States no longer exist as an organic species. All birds? All birds. Even chickens. Turkey. I guess. Yeah. Okay. 
And what uh, what happened to the birds? Why they were they genocided by the United States government and replaced with synthetic versions of themselves loaded with surveillance equipment to surveil the United States citizens. Try not to laugh. It is so ridiculous. But we can look at this one from a detached, comical standpoint only because people aren't taking it seriously yet, right? Yeah. 20 years ago, we'd look at Flat Earth and see how ridiculous it was. But now major uh, politicians and major celebrities are saying shit about Flat Earth supporting it. And there's tons of scammers bilking people out of millions of dollars. So, yeah, this could be harmful if lots of people believed it. But what are, I don't know, tell me more about it. Where, where can we hear about it? Well, there is a website, birdsaren'treal.com, where they have a bunch of information posted, and I will be going over some of that information here. But real quick, minor correction of myself for what I, I said about the inconsistency. The movement is what they say began in 1976, but the actual bird genocide began in 1959 and then was completed in 2001. All right. So, so they are technically saying different things. So the rough timeline, they're saying that in 1959, the U.S. started killing birds. In 1976, their organization caught wind of it and started fighting this vaguely somehow. But in 2001, all birds were extinct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And since 2001, they shifted the focus of their movement to awareness in order to get accountability for the genocide of all the birds. Is there any evidence this organization actually existed in 2001? None whatsoever. Okay. I was pretty sure this is purely a concoction of the internet age. We will go over that in a little bit. Uh, one thing that I did find interesting was they do have, of course, a merchandise section on their website where you can buy a bunch of bird truther gear. Okay, so I have a link in our notes here that is a link to my personal favorite merchandise from this movement. <laughs> It's got. <laughs> you like that? It's a hoodie. <laughs> I'm going to talk to the graphics guy and see if we can get that put in here. So if you're just listening to the YouTube video, look at this. Look at this screen. And it has the X-Files. I want to believe font and structure of the poster in black and white. Instead of a UFO, it has a bird, a big. And it says, I want to disbelieve. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's obviously an X-Files reference. Oh, my God. But that's a thing that a conspiracy group might actually do. Maybe. Right? The Flat Earthers, they refer to UFOs and they even talk about the X-Files sometimes. And they, they say that, you know, that stuff isn't real. So I know that's fake. So you should believe that I'm credible on this other ridiculous thing I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sure that works on some people. Oh, my God. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. So they have a, a separate page where they go over the history of... Just everything that has happened. And I tried to take condensed notes on what they cover in it. It's actually quite a wild ride. Some of it is so outlandish. Like, okay, yeah. If you were unsure whether or not this movement was satire, read the history section of their website. But the Time Cube guy is serious. And it's the fuck out there. The what guy is serious? Time Cube. Time Cube, okay. I guess. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you'll, you'll see what I mean when I go over some of these things. So they claim that the CIA formulated a plan to increase surveillance as a part of keeping tabs on the U.S. public during the whole Red Scare to, to try to see if any U.S. citizens are supporting communist ideas, supporting Russia, etc. So they wanted to expand surveillance. And they decided that they could do that by putting 
a bunch of bird drones just into all of the environments. But curiously, that doesn't necessarily mean that they need to kill birds, and certainly not all of them. They could displace some of the populations and put in drones, but the... I mean, would you even need that? You could totally just get a search warrant and put one bird drone up there, spy on your target, or even a dozen bird drones, and then when you're done, put them back in the box, save them for later use. Well, this wasn't... The, the premise that the, the website is going for was not that they had particular people that they wanted to focus on. They wanted to watch everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. If you're looking for red scare bullshit, you kind of have to have omnipresent surveillance. Okay. Yes. I follow. And that's what they were going for. So the project director for all of this had a personal disdain for pigeons because the pigeons kept on shitting on his car. So he wanted to exterminate all birds. So we had a birdo side. Because this dude didn't go to the car wash often enough? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Fine. According fine. to this. Yeah. So this sounds ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. But when you break apart any of these conspiracy theories, they all sound this ridiculous, right? Flat Earth, election truthers, Obama birth certificate, they all sound this ridiculous when you dig into the facts for any of them. Mm -hmm. Just some of them are politically or emotionally charged. The project to engineer these drones to actually create a bird likeness was supposed to take place at Area 51. <sighs> What, pro what project didn't happen at Area 51? Okay, fine. The lame ones that nobody wants to talk about. I didn't expect you to have a concise answer. <laughs> there you go. They claimed that most of the evidence that they received about what the government was doing with bird drones and the extermination of the birds themselves came from individual testimony from engineers involved in the project one engineer in particular uh when going to area 51 there was a, a bus i guess uh maybe an rv i don't know some large vehicle like that that was transporting all of these engineers and they were not told to be discreet so they weren't they had area 51 or bust written on the side of their vehicle so this is highly implausible. <laughs> yes. But okay. Because just having heard stories from people in the military, and I'm not, god damn it, I guess I should disclose this. I have worked for the military writing software as a contractor. I have clearances, but I'll not use any of my experience here. Just having heard from people who've worked at sites that you're not supposed to talk about that are supposed to be, you know, secret or whatever. Discretion is the rule and has been for at least 30 or 40 years. Like, you don't bring credit cards with you. The government asks how much money you'll use, and then they give you that much money, and then you pay them back later. Or you get it deducted from your payroll or something. They they, they cover all the things, and they, they have rules for what you wear for civilian clothes to not get caught, and they have rules about where you stay. And it's really well... Oh, my God. Area... F Wait, how do you... Who commissioned the sign, Area 50... They didn't call it Area 50... Incoherent mutterings. What the fuck? I oh tried to God. warn you. It It's... You're, you're just, uh, not sure that if this is satire. Just read the history section. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. But someone's going to believe it, man. There's more. Uh, they were also caught chanting, let's kill all the birds. How did they know that was their mission before they got there? <laughs> They were told, I guess, I don't know. What, you're going to hire scientists? Like, yeah, we need to we need to commit bird genocide? Come on down. Do you hate pigeons? They put out an ad in the paper. Do you want to kill all the birds? No. Okay, fine, fine. I, I don't know. I, presumably these were military engineers, so they probably could do it somehow. I don't think they would need to put it out in a, a newspaper ad or anything. They would have military-specific channels. If we are to believe this, don't do that. Okay, so one of the engineers 
was named Neil Ford. And on this road trip to Area 51, he was left behind at a Waffle House. There aren't any Waffle House. The fuck? <laughs> and he was left behind because, quote, he had to pee so much it ruined the vibe of the road trip. There aren't any Waffle Houses in Nevada. I have the whole map of every fucking Waffle House, so I guess I have to include that in the sources now. And Area 51 is northwest of Vegas. This is just where, 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 where are they road tripping from that they left him at a goddamn Waffle House? That was house? not specified. Gonna have so many ridiculous sources for this. Who the fuck thought we would need to reference goddamn Waffle House maps? Okay, give me, let me type this. Okay. They just abandon him. Your group includes people chanting, let's kill all the birds, and you leave a guy at a Waffle House because... Because he had had to to pee pee so much, it ruined the vibe of the road trip. All right, next. (laughs) Okay, next. So I guess this caused friction, but either way, Neil Ford is the primary source of testimony for what was going on with the government in relation to the birds. The engineers, they went to work doing all of this, and... They ran into a number of problems, and apparently the project director hit one of the engineers in the head with a 40-pound wrench in order to, quote, knock some sense into him, and he fell into a coma, and he never recovered. How do you even swing a 40-pound wrench as a weapon? Very carefully. I mean, sledgehammers are unwieldy and heavy, and like a really fucking heavy sledgehammer is like 10 pounds, and the handle might be another 5. So it's like... That's like swinging a giant bag of rice as a weapon or something. Okay, fine, fine. So we now have to oppose physics to make this story possible. Great, great. Okay. Okay, moving on. (laughs) So after the other engineer was put into a coma, the other engineers decided they wanted to hurry up, finish the project so that they can get out of that lab and be safe and away from the malicious project director. They did complete the project, after which they were told they could go. They started going, then they were loaded onto a bus and sent off to Vietnam. The project director presumed they would die in Vietnam and that would be that. Why would you... What does it even mean they were shipped off to Vietnam? During the Vietnam? Yeah, but like, uh-huh. you have to train soldiers. What? What is, you're an officer or a sergeant or some other leader in the Vietnam combat zone, mm-hmm. and a dude shows up with a, a pocket protector, and he's like, I don't know how to use a gun. What do you do with him? Well, again, these are military engineers. They've gone through basic, I'd imagine. They, they have more than just pocket protectors. Yeah, most military engineers are contractors. I didn't go through basic. I worked for... Some tiny company that wound up working for a recruiter that wound up working for Northrop Grumman that wound up sitting me in Air Force weather. And I sat there for a year writing code. Same type of thing. These, like, Mm. yeah, like people who work on these projects, they're usually not in the military. They're usually contractors like Richard Feynman. Never in the military, worked on the Manhattan Project. Blah. Sorry. So this, okay. Just every hole we can plug in this story. Well, uh, can you call it a hole? Is there, is it it literally all? engineers are civilian contractors do military engineers simply not exist in the world of software there are a lot of military engineers but they don't get anything done (laughs) they are really bad okay so that's the whole the military engineers are so bad this never would have happened um in software now i guess drones need software so yes on in a more practical sense uh most military engineers they're not the ones doing the innovating. Sometimes they are, but usually they're the ones out in the field deploying. They need a mix of military training and technical know-how. So often they're trained in how systems work, 
like people who deploy radio systems. I actually was good friends with the guy who deployed radio systems for the Air Force, and he'd go out to combat areas and set up the radio systems to communicate between, like, fighter jets and the ground. But he didn't invent anything related to radio. He didn't do the initial research. Almost everybody who's doing initial research needs, like, a PhD or a master's degree in the field. And joining the military at a young age and having a PhD are kind of mutually exclusive. There are some people who do both. But that's not even like 10% of them. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> no, but if this team of people making the bird drones was like 30 people, I would seriously expect like one of them to both be a member of the military and active in the research part of it. And I would expect the project manager to be a person in the military because the military is great at logistics. That is like what the military does. That's how you fight a war. You move bullets and people from A to B and you put them there and make them do the shooting and you keep piping in the bullets. Logistics is what you need for project management. And project management is what you get when you need to herd a bunch of people with PhDs and master's degree to research some new crazy thing like bird drones. Blah. Keep going, keep going. Okay. This is just like any other conspiracy theory. Just oh yeah, oh yeah. Nothing but holes. There's more, there's more. Oh God. <laughs> So they needed to start exterminating the birds. And I didn't quite catch all of the exact mechanisms with they used to exterminate the birds. Clearly, they just invented cat drones. No. <laughs> okay. It involved the commissioning of 120 B-52 variants, the B-2, B-52B, or the B-52 bird, yeah, that had its bomb bays replaced with large liquid containers and was fitted with uh, equipment to make it run silently or seem silent at ground level from 3,000 feet. 3,000 feet? Yep. That's like super low. Yes. Normally planes you know, fly at like 15, 20, 30,000 feet. Yes. Six miles or something like that. So this thing's half a mile off the ground or like a kilometer off the ground. Okay. And is allegedly completely silent at ground level and has a bunch of liquid containers. And it would dump these this liquid that would do something to kill the birds. That's the part that they, I don't think they dove into too much detail on. But uh, yeah, that was how they went around exterminating birds. And they also painted the B-52 variants pure black and they removed all exterior lights to the B-52 and they ran them during the night. Okay, so all that is so implausible <laughs> that like, no, of course fucking not. You would hear a B-52 even from 3,000 feet away because it's shaped like a goddamn brick with wings. It's going to make a noise. It has eight jet fucking engines, or actually back then, eight giant propeller engines that were somehow just as fucking loud. Yep. Uh, we should include a, a link to the B-52 wiki page. There's a rich history in the creation of this airplane. Yeah, yeah it's got quite a bit going on for it. When I mean it's big, it seriously has eight giant ass jet engines. It's a big fucking thing. And there were lettered variants of it. But when you make a, a change to something, you increase a version number. When you make a change to a military airplane, you add a letter, you increment the letter in the designation. And the first version of the B-52 was the B variant, according to the Wikipedia page. It held bombs, not tanks of liquid. Okay, so just to, <laughs> uh, None of... Okay, so they're basic facts that are trivial to check don't match up with reality. Again, looks just like a conspiracy theory or a religion, right? I mean, people try to claim things about... Like, okay, most American Christians think Jesus was white, right? Just doesn't line up with the reality of anything. There's not going to be a white guy in the Middle East blending in. It's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, just people believe things for emotional reasons, not logical reasons. And this is all that. Okay. So 
the next thing time goes on they start exterminating the birds eventually john f kennedy finds out about the project so they shot him it, pretty much uh, john f kennedy ordered the project be shut down they gave pushback one month later he was assassinated <sighs> okay so like all conspiracy theories it brings in other conspiracy theories and makes it all fit yep okay yeah yep yeah okay uh, so later, after JFK's assassination, after they had created designs for the birds and they started manufacturing these birds, they ran into supply shortages. They needed an incredible amount of aluminum that the normal U.S. supply could not provide. We had aluminum cans back then, though, didn't we? I like, think so. We go through a fuckload of aluminum, but okay, okay. I suppose if you're making enough drones to replace all the birds, you need fuckloads of aluminum. Yes. Is aluminum light enough? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Okay, fine, whatever. But, uh, so the Vietnam War did not happen for containment. It was to get access to Vietnam's vast aluminum reserves. What the fuck? In order to build these drones. Does Vietnam even have aluminum I, I didn't bother checking you know what i'm gonna use the cia world Factbook to look this one up sure they i don't think it's a meaningful difference in the broader context of things but they do specify uh bauxite ore well the caa acknowledges that the vietnam does have bauxite okay so they've gotten one fact right so far <laughs> vietnam has bauxite do you actually need bauxite to make aluminum is that a thing Aluminum is extracted from bauxite. Okay, you checked that? Well, you just knew that already. I, I knew that from other things. Well, I'll add this source. So we've got the Waffle House map, uh, Wikipedia for Area 51, Wikipedia for B52, and the CIA World Factbook for Vietnam. So we started the Vietnam War to build bird drones. How do you escalate from here? Is there escalation? Yes. Oh, okay. Lay it on me. So you might wonder, okay, there's all these factories. Now you have all this bauxite and aluminum coming in from a foreign nation to drive this massive, massive manufacturing effort in order to replace all the birds that are being exterminated by a special variant of the B-52 in the country with their surveillance mechanical counterparts. And somehow we did all the chemical engineering for this poison, so it killed only the birds we wanted to kill. Didn't kill bees, didn't kill people. Yep. Didn't kill any plants. Yep. And now you're telling me the hole is the factory workers. We didn't just build a robot to build the robots. Nope, we had actual factory workers. Wow. Made in America. Look at that. And Making jobs. You might wonder, well, how the hell did... We may have all these factory workers working to make these drones, and just nobody knew. Well, according to birdsaren'treal.com, how that happened was these workers were picked up from clubs. They were just scouted and like, hey, I think that person can assemble a uh, robot bird. They were approached. They were like, hey, would you like some hard drugs? Go on a trip. It'll be really great. And they're like, well, yeah. So they were given something that was just essentially a placebo and then they were loaded onto the car taken to the factory instructed on how to build the bird and then they were just told to go away and they thought that whole experience was an acid trip so we're explaining away mk ultra as an acid trip the thing we've the government has released the papers for showing that like there actually were extrajudicial kidnappings here in the U.S., and we did drug some people, not the thousand conspiracy theorists often claim, but a couple dozen people, and we're escalating that story up to we didn't give LSD to thousands of factory workers, and somehow these untrained 
ignorant people were both competent, capable, did it without being paid, and thought that it was an acid trip, so none of them thought to tell anybody? Yep. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Okay, that, that checks out as much as anything else in the story. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, so after... This system was put in place, the manufacturing was largely complete, the birds were exterminated, the drones were put in place, and things started to plateau and and reach their new normal. They started finding some interesting, innovative ways to utilize these drones. And for the most part, these drones do stay within the country borders of the United States. They don't really go into Canada or Mexico all that much. They do do that a non-zero amount. And according to Birds Aren't Real, one of the purposes that they will go into another country is to pick up drugs to drop those drugs off in low-income areas of cities. So we're bringing in government oppression by drugs? They're blaming the war on drugs for this? What is this preposterous inversion? Because I've heard the things where people say that the like crack was made by the CAA to give people, and I don't think that one's true. I don't really know. I suspect individual white supremacists working in the CIA have done things like that to oppress black people, because we have good records of white cops fucking over black people who've been accused. But, like, you're saying that birds aren't real has an explanation for just drug problems in slums. Yeah. I don't know if that's even an escalation at this point. <laughs> This is the fur- this is the furthest I've seen a conspiracy theory go before becoming anti-Semitic, right? Like normally, by the time you link in like your third conspiracy theory, somehow they blame the Jews. Yeah, I didn't see a single reference to Jews in the whole website. That's how you know that's not a real conspiracy theory. They haven't crossed the anti-Semitic <laughs> event horizon of no return. I hate that that makes sense. God damn it! I got to get an article for that because nobody will believe me here. Uh, it's just so much of these conspiracy theories do circle around anti-Semitism. I would have expected them to say that. The, you know, bankers funded the birds or something. Okay, there's too many articles to pick just one. I'll pick a good source. Maybe I'll get Christopher Hitchens in here or something like that. But the concept of the anti-Semitic event horizon of no return, that, that concept is that once you tie in enough of these conspiracy theories, one absurd and wrong way to tie them all together is bl- to blame a nebulous the other and... The Jewish people often get thrown under that bus because there's some rich Jewish people you can point at, like George Soros, and then you can say stuff like, oh, they run all the businesses. They don't. Or you say they're all in one big team. They aren't. Just like any other racial group, they're distributed across society and not on any specific team. But having one or the other that has a different religion, a different set of beliefs, is just odd enough to people that you can tie together things. And if you already believe that this group did one bad thing, starting Vietnam, killing JFK, it's not hard to then pin other bad things to them. Spying on all of America, hiding that the world is flat from the population. And when you get to this point, when you actually believe this, then any bad thing or any fact counter to this can be explained away as the Jews are hiding this from me. So as soon as I try to present evidence... It's like, no, COVID is real. They can say, where'd you get that from? The CDC and Dr. Fauci and the other Jews? I don't even know if Dr. Fauci is Jewish, but they'll claim he's Jewish. (sighs) Yep. Yeah, so there's no return. Once somebody's at this point, they're probably fucked. And you definitely shouldn't take information from them. Sorry, you're just letting me ramble for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you seem like you need to. Well, you keep saying the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Just keep doing it. Do it again. Do it again, I dare you. I have a short list of claims that I've seen. Like uh, people saying birds pooping on cars is clearly biological birds that they poop because they need to, but mechanical birds don't need to. So why do birds poop? Well, 
In some cases, particularly when they poop on your car, they're actually dropping a tracking device onto your car. A tracking device that dissolves in water? So that way when we wash it away with a hose, there's no evidence? Yep. Of course. That is the presumption anyway. I haven't heard anyone actually follow through with the thought. People saying that birds, these drones, recharge on power lines, which is why birds perch on power lines. I got a link to a video that showed inductive charging. That was neat. We'll get to that later. Okay. And for the birds that can't recharge, lockdowns during the pandemic are intended to allow the government to replace the batteries of the drones. Because... Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the fuck? You told me to say more ridiculous things. There you go. Yeah, that's pretty... F- you know, no matter how ridiculous we get, someone believes it. Yes. And people don't believe me when I say that. Talking with any normal, well-adjusted person, when you say, no, someone actually believes this is the truth, they're like, no, people don't actually believe that. I'm like, no, there are people who will die and fight for this, thinking it's true. And then there's that satire boundary where you can't tell if someone is being satirical or serious because... This is so ridiculous. And that happened with Flat Earth. Yeah, I believe that uh, Poe's Law. Yeah. Poe's Law, there's no belief so ridiculous that it can't... That somebody... Someone's going to believe it. Yeah. No matter what. Poe's Law is based on a comment written by Nathan Poe in 2005 on ChristianForums.com, an internet forum on Christianity. The post was made during a debate on creationism, where a previous poster had remarked to another user, good thing you included the winky. Otherwise, people might have thought you were serious. The reply by Nathan Poe read, Without a winking smiley or other blatant display of humor, it is utterly impossible to parody a creationist in such a way that somebody won't mistake it for the genuine article. And this can be applied to any ridiculous idea, not just creationism. Because remember, we're in the United States of America, and something like 40% of our compatriots literally believe in creationism. And this is a thing, when you talk to people who don't, when you talk to people who understand that, like, the universe is expanding, the Big Bang is a thing, evolution happened, almost half the country doesn't accept that, despite all the evidence. So this birds aren't real thing? It could be millions of believers. We don't fucking know. I hope not. I hope it's all satire and taken that way, but... If there are a ton and ton of believers, they don't seem to be all that great at organizing. We're not seeing large hubs of it, but yeah, we'll cover more of that later. <laughs> Squeaky, can you look at... Shh. Duck. Why are we hiding behind a couch? There's a dangerous government spy robot in the house. You mean your cell phone? No, no, stop poking your head up. What are those? Three seashells? Yeah, the gun is locked away on the other side of the CIA drone. Here, throw them as a distraction. I'm going to charge it. Uh... Three, two, one, go! Squeaky, serpentine! I have you now into the wood chipper! I guess Squeaky will need a new computer again. When he gets back, I will have to tell him about abkcustoms.com and how to save 10% by using code EVIDENCE. (sighs) Okay, I destroyed the government drone. I'm pretty sure that was just your computer. If it were an armed drone, you'd be toast. How was I supposed to use the seashells, by the way? No, no, it was was your computer. I swapped them last night so the CAA wouldn't tamper with mine. Now you need to go to abkcustoms.com to get a new computer. ABK... K-U-S-T-O-M-Z dot com. Getting real sick of your shit. Hey, the CIA, man. I didn't do it. So one of the first things I asked myself was, okay, well, if this is a movement that began back in the 70s, then what evidence is there that it actually did? Like, because they, they don't provide any evidence of this. They just make the claim on the website. Yeah. So the first thing I did was look up the registration of the domain name, birdsaren'treal.com. 
That domain was registered on March 27th, 2017. I looked up the Birds Aren't Real Twitter. Not that Twitter existed back in the 70s, of course, but you would imagine that a Twitter account for a movement that's been around this long, whose primary motivation is outreach and informing as many people as possible, would be early adopters of Twitter. Uh, Instead, the Twitter account was created in August of 2017. Yeah, I'd expect the creation of social media accounts to be closer to when the social media platform started becoming popular. Like every political candidate picks like the top 10 or whatever social media sites, either when their campaign is made or when the site becomes big. So then I decided to go over to Google Trends and typed in the phrase, birds aren't real. And I looked at both the United States and worldwide. Okay. Are these charts going to be something that would be useful for our YouTube listeners to see? I can probably get those put into the video. Maybe, probably. Yeah, sure. I'll talk to our graphics guy and have him put them in the video. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, we cannot prove every single use of the phrase, birds aren't real, is related to the conspiracy theory. There might be some weird other context that people are using this phrase... But I think we can say with confidence, like, if this was a big movement and if it existed for a long time, then most of them would probably be related to the conspiracy theory, and we'd probably see that going back pretty far. But no. The phrase, birds aren't real, didn't really begin to trend in any meaningful way until August of 2018, and then again in October of 2018. Yeah, I'm seeing these charts. Uh, I set it so that way Google showed it to me from 2004, which is all of their data, to present. It's a flat line that's functionally zero. It looks like there's a couple Google searches before that, like the guy who's set up the domain name or whatever in 2017 did did some Google searches for it. And then it takes off when he starts marketing it. There's some pretty aggressive highs and lows after the the initial awareness. And the single largest spike when I looked at it was from the second week of January 2022. So pretty recent. Yeah. So it does look like it's taking off right now specifically. Yep. That's great. We're not, uh, we're adding to a thing, aren't we? A little bit. It's the thing. How do you discuss these things? If you're not, we, we only discuss disevidential related topics, right? Mm-hmm. How is a real journalist supposed to cover this? We've taken the mission upon ourselves to talk about things that are obviously wrong and repeatedly call them obviously wrong. But if CNN needs to talk about birds aren't real, oh, help me God, <laughs> then basic journalistic integrity says they have to talk about both sides. Like, Anderson Cooper will be a little bit snide, but he'll still give the birds aren't real guys a chance to make their case, and he'll give them two or three minutes to talk or whatever, and then he'll ask some hard questions and then expect the listener to make their own decisions, but if his hard questions aren't incisive enough, about half of the people will miss the fucking point. And the birds aren't real guys just need to make an emotional appeal. Oh, of course birds aren't real. What, do you work for the government? And just, oh, well, he's accused the other guy of working for the government. No, Anderson Cooper doesn't work for the government, but that destroys his credibility in the eyes of the conspiracy theorists just to accusing him. Ah, so annoying. And there's no 30-second segment of our show you can clip out. I hope there isn't a 30-second segment sure of our show is. that will make a strong case for birds aren't real, because I hope we're saying how shitty they are enough. Ugh. Ugh. Where there's a will, there's a way, Squeaky. You could just edit 30 seconds out every two oh, seconds. Oh, that'd make it super easy. Oh, yeah, it would. I edit your things to make you sound dumb all the time. How's that going for you? hard actually god damn right okay okay now all the evidence is showing that just some guy made this in 2017 all the yep. evidence shows that all of it and well you also pulled up a source about the history of the website oh yeah i just pulled i added the Wayback machine because we were talking about it right now and it starts at 2017 and the first page for it it's a black and white page says it's a movement 
and it has the same history and bullshit. But like the next one has the store in it. Like one year later has the store in it. Yep. So this was started in 2017. That's the TLDR here. It was not started in the 70s. It was started in 2017. Their story changed significantly. The Wayback Machine from day one just has a different set of facts. Neat. So they're just misrepresenting the truth. But again, this happens when you look at any conspiracy theory or religion. Yeah, they undergo some refinement in order to capture the attention of more and different people. Oh God, let me read an excerpt. Sure. Uh, People who are quote mining, this is the moment. From the span of 1960 through 2001, the United States government sent out thousands of highly trained covert bird assassins. Oh, wow. That's very different than anything you just said. Yes. Yeah, there's nothing about JFK, nothing about Neil Ford, nothing about Area 51. Yeah, okay. So they're just, their story is just changing a lot. Yep. Okay. Yep. So from there, like having established that basic details of this are just not true, even setting aside the, the absurdity of the claims, just some of the basic premise of the movement itself is not true. I then started to ask myself, well, okay, if this is something that's so obviously satire, and I know someone statistically is bound to believe it, who believes it? How ooh. many of them are there? Ooh, 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 I did a thing. Yes. I went to the conspiracy subreddit and asked them, and they told me to act like an adult. <laughs> they fucking didn't like it at all. None of them believed it. And then I proceeded to have several arguments about ivermectin with them. That seems a little bit off topic. Yeah. I mean, the conspiracy subreddit seems to be all anti-COVID safety measures at the moment. And of the 18 comments, I made three or four of them, and only one even vaguely seemed not to be mocking me. So yeah, I would have to gauge it at something on the order of 90% of the conspiracy subreddit actively rejects this conspiracy theory. Neat. Hey, that's something. That's uh, some good news there. That only leaves millions of Americans. Yeah. The conspiracy subreddit's huge. And well, I mean lurkers, not just people subbed. Well, there is something to be say, said about sampling a portion of the population and having that scale to larger quantities. Yeah. It also might not be true. It might be that our conspiracy is entirely astroturfed, full of, I don't know, somebody that only just wants to hurt COVID stuff or discredit Bigfoot watchers or something. I don't know. Could be, I guess. Or just could be a subsection, right? Maybe if we found a conspiracy Tumblr or a conspiracy Facebook group, maybe they'd eat it up. Maybe they'd be all about birds aren't real. So birds aren't real also has its own subreddit. Oh, fuck. Of course you were going to say this. Yep. Now... If you just go to the the Birds Aren't Real subreddit and sort by hot, then it has a lot of the jokes that you would probably expect for something that is, quite honestly, blatantly satirical, as it is. But that's no fun for what I'm doing. So I did the thing that brings all the fun on Reddit, and I went into the upper left corner, and I told it to sort by controversial. What happened when you sorted by controversial? Now, there's a lot of posts that have absolutely no comments when you sort by controversial. I specifically looked at a lot of the posts were asking if the subreddit was satirical or genuine. A lot of them. And I grabbed the first two of these that were on that list that had like, I think, 15 or more comments because a lot of the posts have little to no comments at all. Oh my God. This has zero upvotes. Yep. So not even a bunch of downvotes. It wasn't like bombed. Reddit will let you go in the negatives pretty deep. Yeah. But this has 47 comments and somehow stayed at zero. And this other one, this sub is sarcastic. 31 comments, zero score. And there's quite a few people that tried to assert that the subreddit is real. Now, of course, that doesn't prove that these people 
are actual bird truthers, they could just be committed to the joke, and a lot of them likely are. But again, when you have somebody else that's not picking up the clues that comes along, they're going to see this as legitimizing. I don't know how to break it to you. I think you are at the stage where you know deep down that birds aren't real, but you can't yet face it. Take courage, my friend. I once felt like you. Accept the truth into your heart, and you'll feel wonderful. From a user, Turbulent Fun 3123 Quite literally asking the person to think emotionally to convince them of a conspiracy theory. Kang the Mighty says, This sub is not satire. Birds are the spawn of government satanic science. Please remain vigilant and do your own research. Three praying hands emojis. How do I know you aren't the spawn of the government? God told me. Yep. This could be an argument about ivermectin. Yep. This could be an argument about masks. This could be an argument about flat earth. Yep. This could be an argument about Jesus. Yep. Lots of emotional appeals and religious references. Hallmarks of conspiracy theories. Holy ficking shut. Wake up. What's so satirical about the government propaganda machine deceiving millions of Americans? It's so obvious. You're just being brainwashed into thinking we're some kind of joke. Okay, I'm not going to read the rest of this. It's more of the same conspiratorial ravings. So, yeah. Ah, one guy said, relax, it's satire. Minus 29 down, minus 29 points. He's been downvoted 29 times. Yep. 30. You start at one, actually. So. Unless he downvoted himself, which you can technically do. Yeah, that'll take away your upvote and give you a downvote. Yep. Okay. That still, you know, doesn't change it significantly. Oh, God, and even the people claiming it's satire get it wrong. I think it's satire, yeah? Mocking the people who know the pandemic is fake and trying to tell others. Yeah, not quite. That's wrong on so many levels, because this predates the pandemic, but this guy thinks the pandemic is fake, so we think birds aren't real as satirizing his side? God, this is why I think this kind of satire is so harmful, because this guy thinks the satire is real to support his other conspiracy theory. So it's like, if you put a bunch of nonsense out there, People are going to get the wrong message. You can't know what message people are going to get, so you try to maximize your clarity. If you're making fiction, label it fiction. It's fine. Fiction's great, but nobody's running around believing Harry Potter is real, except Christians who are burning his books in Tennessee right now. But they weren't going to get the message anyway. They were burning D&D books 20 years ago, burning Elvis records 20 years before that. So I also looked oh up the person who spawned the movement, Peter Mikendo, and I might have mispronounced that. I apologize if I did. What does Peter Mikendo say? So for a while, he kept on saying that, yes, the movement is real in a lot of official capacities. There were a couple slip-ups here and there talking about how he created a Facebook page for it, uh, for the purposes of it being satirical. But when usually when he was like in front of a camera or actually being recorded or actually being interviewed, he was staying in character and asserting that the movement is indeed real. And at one point, he said in an interview, I think this one was with Newsweek, but he said, I think if it were a parody movement, that might be a point it was trying to make, or maybe allowing people to cope with these types of presences in our society in a way where you can come together and laugh about the absurdity of a post-truth era, because it is a horrifying thing. The thing is, we're not that, though. (sighs) So he gives what is, quite honestly, if we're to believe a bunch of other things and we are to accept this as satire, he gives the actual reason for creating a satirical conspiracy theory and then just straight asserts it's not true. Uh, 
That's a shit reason, though. Presuming that Peter Mikendo knows this isn't satire, this is bullshit, because this has a real chance of being the next. Yeah, this is adding fuel to the fire. It is yeah, a this is making stupid the, thing to do. Yeah, this is making the problem worse. This yep. is what happened with Flat Earth. In the 90s, the Flat Earth Society came together to make a group of people mocking the concept of Flat Earth and just joking around about it, and that gave enough fuel to that fire that... Yeah, we now have the current flat earth situation where there are millions of Americans who literally believe the world is flat, and a lot of them do so for anti-Semitic reasons. It's fueling racism and getting real people hurt, and depriving a lot of people of a basic understanding of geography. Yep. Less obviously harmful, but it's not helping anything. It's gonna get people... Actually, it has gotten a few people killed. (sighs) That interview was from March of last year. December of last year, he did another interview with the New York Times. And they interviewed more than just him. They got multiple organizers from the movement. And pretty much all of them said flatly that, yes, this is indeed satire. And it is intended to fight lunacy with lunacy. Why would that work? It wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you for trying, at least. Peter himself says that he is now breaking character in order to allow the movement to grow. So just acknowledging that he was a character and he was sticking to it this whole time, every other time that he said that it was real. And of course, someone who is researching this movement, air quote researching. Yeah, a believer, a believer of this movement. If they just miss this one interview and look at all the rest, they're going to be like, well, this guy keeps saying that it's real. Therefore, I'm going to believe it's real. Or even if they do catch this one, conspiracy movements drop leaders all the time. Because people are attached to the ideas or the community or... Yeah, they'd say Peter has been compromised by the government. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. I was literally going to say that. If the government has the ability to make millions or billions of bird spy drones, they have the ability to get to Peter Mikendo. Yeah. Okay, so some sources. You've got the link to three things on Reddit. Then I link to the my specific conversation where people are mocking me for being so dumb. And we have MSN and New York Times for these interviews with Peter where he flipped. Okay. Mm-hmm. The end answer is we don't have, in terms of who believes it, we don't have hard numbers. No. But it looks like a non-zero amount of people, but not most conspiracy theorists. There doesn't seem to be enough for a meaningful amount of organization among the actual believers. Which might not mean anything. If there's, you know, a couple telegram groups or something, we wouldn't know. Yeah. It could be a telegram group with 10,000 people. We just wouldn't know. Or similar. I don't know if Telegram specifically lets you have them that big, but yeah. Okay. I don't actually mean that. God. I'm going to edit out the not. (laughs) Anywho. What was next on your docket of... So I started asking myself, well, okay, how much actual truth to this idea... Not so much a lot of the specific claims, because a lot of the specific claims were ridiculous enough that I I laughed and moved on. Although I I could pick them apart, and you did pick apart a number of them. Oh yeah, they were just enraging. So I had to. You pushed that button, man. That button made this podcast. You pushed it again and again and again. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But I wanted to explore, like, okay, if I were to actually believe this, while simultaneously understanding how the world works, where... <laughs> That's a hard one. Where do those two circles overlap in that Venn diagram? Like, what is something that is true about the claims here from the high level? So the first thing I do was I start Googling bird drone surveillance. That actually uh, got me much better results than I thought I was going to get. 
Bird drone surveillance. You Googled this. You're doing your own research. Good stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> one of the top uh, links, sorry. We conveyed so much of that joke with our eyes and like our facial expressions. That's not research. That's not actually research. Just, I mean, it is learning. It's maybe educating yourself, but you're not innovating new stuff that's not. Educate me, Mako. So one of the top links that I found was from the Drone Bird Company. What? The Drone Bird Company. Okay, let me see the source. I have to click this. Yep. They are a Dutch tech company. They make drones in the likeness of birds, and they cite recreational, professional, law enforcement, and military purposes for their drones. They cite law enforcement purposes. Yes. It looks like a goddamn bird. It looks it looks rigid. Looks like it's made of plastic, but it looks like a goddamn bird. Yep. That's a, that's a freaking seagull. Yep. It is the the seagull is the design they have featured throughout their entire website or most of their website, but they have different models of birds that you can order and you can custom make it to look like a particular species. These drones are rigid, like you said. So if you ever see a seagull that is curiously gaining altitude without flapping its wings, it might be one of these drones. It could also just be hovering over a cornfield. That's a thing real birds do. There's updrafts, evaporations. In a cornfield. We have seagulls in Nebraska. I mean, they're just flying rats. We don't have a lot. But I've seen rats. They're flying rats. They eat whatever random garbage and corn's random garbage. I'm not gonna pretend our state exports anything of value. Well, this podcast, but moving on. <laughs> We're just leaving that one. Uh but yeah. Yeah. These Drones are designed to be minimally intrusive, both to humans that might be observing them, but also to local wildlife. So they do everything in their power to look like the real thing and make as little artificial noise as possible. So these things are remarkably quiet. They can also carry payloads, small payloads. Poop loads? Yes. You could simulate bird poop in their... Do they sell that or is that a thing you'd have to add? You have to add that yourself. To the best of my knowledge, they do not sell artificial bird poop to put into your drone. Because, I mean, skip the tracking device. There's just some people I want birds to shit on. (laughs) Well, this company could help you get there. How much does one of these cost? Holy shit. I haven't looked. Okay. Okay. It's a Dutch company? Yep. It's a Dutch company. It's a company out of the Netherlands. So I'd have to order this from Europe if I wanted one of these. Yeah. They sell bird control as well? They sell bird... They sell bird-killing bird drones. They sell a falcon that kills other birds? Yeah. How does that work? Very carefully. But apparently these drones are capable of being remote controlled. They can be autonomous. You can give them preset paths. You can have custom things built into them. Uh, Yeah, they can be customized for all sorts of different things. Both innocuous and sinister. This is, like, really amazing. Okay, but yeah, but these don't flap. These don't land on power lines. These don't do a lot of things. Yeah. They just, they're fixed-wing aircrafts. I can't even say that. Here's one that flaps. They, They do have some newer models that flap, yes. But most of their drones, from what I was able to glean, do not. Okay, yeah. I don't think we're clearly conveying how much like birds these look. I'm going to make sure the video guy gets some of the pictures on this webpage and puts them up to be displayed. This is kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are very, they're very plausible, right? Like looking at it up close, I can see like seam lines and stuff, but... At a distance at the normal operating altitude, you're not going to see that. Fuck, even 20 feet away, you're not going to see it, right? A bird watcher with binoculars at 200 feet is not going to see this. Okay, a bird watcher probably would have training to know, but like Maybe, me yeah. at 200 feet with binoculars. They, they probably wouldn't see the lines, but they would see some of the irregular shapes because it's a, not a, a natural shape to the drones. 
in yeah, certain places. Where's the propeller or whatever? It's in the back. Okay, so it does just have a propeller. You just it's hard to see because it's spinning. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really convincing though, because like the front half looks really good, and if it is a quiet, nice and slow propeller, and if you get into some wind drafts, yeah, be easy. Be easy to uh, miss this. And are the eyes actually the cameras? I don't know because I don't see cameras or okay, whatever. Whatever. Moving on. Sorry, yeah. you've befuddled me with the plausibility of this. <laughs> it's amazing. Yep. Okay. So another source that I found when I was doing my searches since you seem bothered by my use of the word research. I'm bothered by anti-vaxxers claiming that this is research because you, right, you're looking up how fake a thing is. You're debunking or you're, I don't know, I guess you could say you're researching, but you're trying to actually get at the truth. And most anti-vaxxers are like, no, ivermectin cures COVID. Look at this thing I Googled while shitting. Like the distinction here is you give a shit about the truth and they give a shit to their toilet while on Facebook. Yep. Anyway, so I found a CNET article that talked about how China is using high-tech bird drones to watch over its citizens. Do they have seagulls over there too, or did they make their own? They made their own. These drones flap. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's a pigeon-looking thing. Yep. That is way less convincing, but I suspect at 200 feet, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference anyway. So this is a project that is codenamed Dove. It has produced bird-like drones with flapping wings to over 30 Chinese military and government agencies. And these drones are being operated in at least five provinces. How many provinces does China, China have? I do not have that number. Okay, I'm just looking for some scale there. Give me a sec. Yep. Oh, goodness. China has 23 provinces and five autonomous zones. Okay. And I did follow the link that sure. the, the CNET article is based on. Uh, it goes to another website that is, I don't know, I, I, evaluating the, the quality of that source is something that's a little bit odd, but CNET is generally trustworthy. And the other article did specifically mention the Uyghur Autonomous Zone as a place where a lot of these drones are being deployed. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because like, China claims to own Taiwan, and Taiwan is like, no, you don't own us, and they would claim it as an autonomous zone. So, like, yeah, that makes sense that China's categorizing it this way to try to ever slowly and ever unstoppingly claim more and more credibility over owning everything. Okay. Yep. The someone high level in this project, I, I don't know exactly how high level, they said that the program is not currently operating at a large scale at the time of the publication, which was back in 2018. This is kind of an old article. Now, to be fair, they have to claim that. You sure? But they did outright say in the future, it could operate at a large scale. So yeah, it's probably operating at a large scale. <laughs> It was four years ago. Yep. Okay. And another article that I found, there are roboticists at Northeastern University, and they are trying to engineer drones that imitate the flight mechanisms of other actual life. They are trying to make birds, bats, and dragonflies that have rapidly beating wings to match exactly what happens in nature. Well, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So they're going for little hovering things instead of the slow flapping things. Because you can get like a build-your-own-ornithopter kit. For like a couple hundred bucks, you get this like wooden balsa frame and some thin plastic or some foam. And you can get them powered by a rubber band, nice and cheap, or you can get them remote controlled with like drone motors and shit. The trick is make, to make them useful for surveillance, you need more than hobbyist level batteries and really nice cameras and powerful yeah. transmitters. But a hummingbird drone or a mosquito drone would have extra advantages, clearly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so these, the, the reasons that they cite for having these kinds of drones is 
surveillance, of course, they can remain undetected and better blend into the natural environment because they look more and behave more naturally. But they also argue that these kinds of drones are safer. The drones that they are producing, if they hit a human, they bounce off, and generally the drone and the human are unharmed. Oh, you mean compared to quadcopter drones? Yes. Yeah, okay, I get it. A quadcopter, if it hits you, if the blades are metal, you're fucked. If the blades are plastic, the drone is fucked. Okay. I mean, you still probably get hurt, but okay. If it's carbon fiber, you're both fucked. That hurts. I've been sliced by a carbon fiber blade. It, it sucked. So altogether, these three links, we see efforts of people trying to make more and more realistic drones that are more convincingly like the natural counterparts. We have companies that are monetizing, not quite going so far as being 100% realistic, but realistic enough and have actual customers and contracts for people that are using these drones. And we have a country that is deploying this kind of technology in a widespread manner. So are people saying that this is a reverse conspiracy theory? That people have put out this, that maybe Peter Mikendo is a CIA, FBI, ATF, whatever operative, some three-letter agency. He's made this conspiracy theory to discredit the idea that the government's using these on a mass scale. And maybe the government's using them on a mass scale, but it's way less impressive. I don't think so. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous still, but the physics is there. It's, It's clearly possible to build something the size in shape of a bird that flies because birds exist after all Mm -hmm. okay but i don't know i I have not gotten that impression from anything that i've read Uh, you did have uh, another source related to oh yeah one of the guys in the conspiracy theorist conversation linked to a youtube video it's like look power line induction you can charge from it i'm like oh I guess that makes sense. I suppose power lines would make a magnetic field and they'd show they showed how you could clamp a thing onto a power line and you could make an ad hoc transformer onto an AC power line and get real power from it. And they power, they were powering cameras. They started off by showing this wire pod that they were, were selling to police and military groups. This thing already exists and they claim to be selling it. And you clamp it onto a power line. You either go up there with a cherry picker and you put it on. It siphons power off and then you wirelessly get your video. And they had a, a 10 propeller quadcopter, a five arm quadcopter they had a 10 propeller drone five arms two propellers on each and they showed a mounting mechanism where the plan was to fly the drone up to the power line clamp the the camera to the power line then fly away and then at the very end they had some really bad cg that showed a fucking bird looking thing flying (laughs) off a power line yeah with a little camera dome where the head is supposed to be yeah yeah like the security camera like you see at the bank or at like you know the fast food places in the bad parts of town or whatever that was its head and, you know, at a, lar- a large enough distance, that looks like a bird, right? Yeah, it could look you absolutely just, bird-shaped you, from a distance. You, yeah, you could just miss it. But they had some mock-ups. Uh, they, I think they had a real mock-up. I don't remember. Maybe it was CG and I just missed it. But you could clamp a thing to a power line and prop it up at an angle so it looks like a bird sitting there. That doesn't even take hard tech, right? I could 3D print something that looks like a bird, paint it so it looks like a bird, put some copper in there, because I've wound a couple of motors in engineering classes. I know how to make an inductive charger, put that in the, the, the feet of this camera thing, put a camera in there, a little Raspberry Pi for Wi-Fi, and for a couple hundred bucks, I could assemble a thing that looks like a bird, put it on a power line that powers the Raspberry Pi from the power line. I can do that. And these guys gave me the idea. That was the part I was missing. Now, is the government doing this at a large scale? Um, there's no evidence for that. Yeah. It's not even the most useful way, because if you're the government and you're, you suspect someone, you just got a search warrant and you monitor their communications. Yeah. You subpoena Google and get all their Google Drive contents. You 
<laughs> you, you subpoena Apple, you get the contents of their iPhone, right? You know exactly where they are, when they are, and you don't need a nationwide spanning. Yeah, it's just not an economical way to do it in a world with cell phones or smartphones, more accurately, where especially where the government has access to them. Even with cell phones, old school cell phone networks, the old analog ones, they used uh, some client-side decryption to get to distinguish between people in a given cell where each chip had like an ID in it and it would decrypt a signal off... Yeah, but it was possible to pretty easily listen into other people's analog conversations. And in the digital world, pre-encryption, it wasn't terribly hard. But now with everything being encrypted, it's a little bit hard. You have to, like, subpoena Verizon or AT&T for the right keys to, to listen to the stuff between you and the cell tower. But that's still, if you're a government, that's a subpoena away. That's yep. a legal action, right? That's not new physics. It's still really cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Not that listening to phone calls is the ideal way anymore. You want to get their social media stuff because that's where this is all is. Ugh. Okay. That's a really dystopian way to look at this. This isn't real because there are easier ways to spy on people? Is that the takeaway of this episode? Um, yes. It, well, okay, if you're talking about mass surveillance, then the existing infrastructure involving cell phones is a more economical approach because we just we have more infrastructure there. And it debatably it's going to get you more information, but bird surveillance is going to be a thing going forward, but it's going to be targeted. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I could build a drone for 200 bucks. If the government can do it at economies of scales, it's still going to cost 100 bucks per drone. They're not going to make a billion of them. That's uh, no. a tr that's 10 trillion dollars. Doing a mass bird genocide is ridiculous. It makes no sense. It has serves no purpose. But the existence of bird hey, drones? Hey, that guy's car is not getting shat on anymore. <sighs> you are technically correct. <laughs> What should I do? Buy a $5 you know, ticket to the car wash or kill all the birds? <laughs> Look, he wanted to never pay $5 for that shit again. Yeah. Okay. All right. To kill all the birds. I totally get investing a day's worth of effort to save 90 seconds. I'm a software developer. I do that all the time. <laughs> there is a threshold. Right? I do not go up and get the salt shaker. I build a tiny robot that brings the salt shaker to me over a two-week project. Right. I do not genocide billions of birds to save myself $5 every three or four months. Well, maybe you're doing it wrong. Damn, hadn't considered that. <laughs> One, go! Squeaky, serpentine! What the fuck is that a reference to? I didn't... What is serpentine? <laughs> what is serpentine? <laughs> Why did that get you? Oh my gosh, Squeaky. I have no clue what it means, man. It's so out of left field. If I were charging a government drone and you just say serpentine. I did want to point out one other thing. Because yeah. uh, before we started, my biggest concern with this, because you spearheaded this episode and chose the topic and did a ton of research and looking into this, I, I wanted some comparisons. I didn't expect it to be so obvious and easy to bring up at the moment, but I wanted some comparisons of other things people really believe impacting and hurting people in a very real way. So right now in Ohio, there's a thing called Aaron's Law. It's being opposed by the Center for Christian Virtue. Aaron's Law came about, and this is going to be a little tragic, so if you're upset by some sexual things, skip ahead for a, a few minutes. A first grader was molested by a gym teacher. 
The whole state of Ohio didn't like that. As you would expect, yeah. That's good. That's good. But, yep. it, you know, sometimes when we're talking about groups of Christians, right, sometimes they rally together and defend the Catholic Church molesting kids. That's a real thing, and that happened. Well, the whole state kind of agreed to make a law, a Democrat and a Republican uh, state legislator. They came together to co-sponsor a bill. It's going to teach the kids to recognize if they're being abused or being the target of abuse in kindergarten. Because if this happened to a first grader, you need to arm the kid with some knowledge. It's like, hey, somebody tries to touch you in your no-no place, go get an adult. Alternatively, you could literally arm the kindergartner and call them a kindergartian. We now need to link to the Sasha Baron Cohen sketch about that. It's amazing. <laughs> But no, this, is, this isn't yeah. a Texas bill. It doesn't give children guns. So it, it teaches the kids to, to, to recognize when they're being abused, what's okay and what isn't. Tells them what's okay and what isn't. Provides counselors that can evaluate the kids' complaints and then gives the kids a reliable way to report that to the counselors and provides procedures and things for adults to follow when there is an allegation of sexual abuse. Republicans and Democrats both liked it, and it passed the Ohio State Legislature 86 to 8. Fuck those eight people. They were all Republicans. Why am I not surprised? Judging by the news reports I read around this, I didn't go in and get answers for each one of them, but it looked like they kind of generally opposed it on grounds of, this is going to cost money. The government should never spend money. Fuck that. Not that that's great, but plenty of other Republicans were saying shit like, who could oppose this? This helps the children. And normally I'm against using that as a rallying cry, but this literally protects the children and that's it. Yeah. That's all this does. And it seems like an inexpensive, cost-effective way to do it. So of course, it was opposed by a nonprofit organization called the Center for Christian Virtue. They are generally against this because they think it's sex education, and they think it should be an abstinence-only type education that kids can opt out of. And the Center for Christian Virtue feels this way because they're very anti-abortion, they're very that one fundamentalist Christian way about talking about procreation and sex, and they think that even educating a kid on how to not be raped is too much sex. So they have a series of demands where they want parents to be able to opt out, which would make this more expensive, and why the hell do you want your parent to op not want your kid to know how to report this? That's just fucking horrible. Yeah. So there's no evidence-based way, you, no evidence-based reason you want your kid to opt out of this. It's fucking stupid. But this is already passed. Like, what? why are they making demands for something that's already passed? There's actually uh, a source I put in here, ohiohouse.gov. You can see where in the legal process of Ohio it is. It has to, like, the laws to be written, some shit has to happen, the legislators have to vote on it, then it goes to the governor to be signed. Governor hasn't signed it yet. Okay. So it's one of those things where there's a legislature and an executive thing. And if they can convince the governor to not sign it, or they can make some other action, because I guess there's a, a bicameral legislature. They have a House and a Senate, just like the federal government, the yeah. real Congress. Yeah, it's a high. I don't give a shit about them. They're just like Nebraska. Nobody cares. It's not like they made all of our astronauts or anything. Okay. Do we have to provide a wiki link showing how many astronauts came from Ohio? <laughs> I guess. No, every state has does important things. So Do they? I take it back. Every state except Nebraska. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I, I, okay. I'm not going to get into a pissing contest. I'm just going to say I'm pretty sure there are worse states than Nebraska. I'm just from Nebraska, so it's... It's the state I get to dump on. Yeah, okay, fine. I do it with love. No, I no, don't. No, you don't. You no, do I not. <laughs> I do it with mirth. Eh. Okay. Anyway, uh, but there's a couple other complaints these people have, and it all revolves around their religious convictions. And I mean, that makes sense, calling it the Center for Christian Virtue, but they come from a point of view of the sanctity of life, God's creation, and they have a couple different threads of logic and a couple different specific complaints, but they all boil down to, we believe our book is more important than the well-being of this child. So even things that a lot of people think are real, if we can't vet them in evidence and vet them in the real world, can make real harm. This was a cost-effective thing that everybody else in the state pretty much agreed is a good thing, right? Getting 
in in 2018, in the middle of Trump's presidency, when they did the vote for this, 86 to 8? I have to presume there were 100 legislators there. That's 86% of them agreed? That's kind of nuts. Yeah, but it's a good chunk of them are Republicans. Getting Republicans and Democrats to agree? What the fuck? I have to believe this bill was a good thing. They had a real problem. They're trying to address it. It's not horribly wasteful. What happens when the next silly conspiracy theory takes off and people start voting on that? People start making decisions on that, right? If somebody actually believes that birds aren't real is a thing and they think that all the birds have been made extinct and they think there's a giant country-spanning spy program, they would feel justified to respond with terrorism, right? If I thought that somebody was killing all the birds and I was like a bird watcher or something, you know, deeply emotionally invested in birds, I could see that happening. Or if I'm a privacy advocate, if I'm a Fourth Amendment like lover, right, I could start doing ridiculous things. It could range from little stuff like to just shooting any birds I see. I like the real birds, not these fake ones. Could go all the way up to trying to bomb things supposed factories for these mechanical birds yeah and since those factories don't exist any intel you get is going to be bad so the people believing this they're going to have bad mechanisms to evaluate the intel and they're going to bomb things this would be like the nashville bombing on christmas in 2020 a guy thought that at&t had the ballots for the election and he was just deeply confused about it and thought at&t was somehow related to this and he bombed an at&t building now, he was cogent enough to not want to hurt people. He thought that the workers weren't in on the conspiracy, so he waited until Christmas when most people would be out of the building. At least there's that. And I don't think he killed a lot of people, but he blew up a building, and he blew up a, an RV full of explosives. And this wasn't in the news a ton, because a lot of people didn't die, but this guy took actions, and if he was right, if AT&T really was secretly manipulating the votes, and he thought that he could interfere with that and reveal some conspiracy, that would have been a just and right action. Not that I'm going to advocate violence for most of these things, because that's not a good step. You don't usually have all the information. And like this guy, he was wrong. There was no conspiracy. There were no ballots there. It wasn't part of the election. And he could have gotten a lot of people killed. He could have killed hundreds of people with his bomb. But if somebody thought birds weren't real, what could be done? What could someone do in the name of trying to get rid of state, (laughs) a complete country-spanning spy network? I suppose it depends on how many people are of the same mindset. I think that would I mean, that would contribute heavily to the amount of resources that could be gathered to any kind of counter effort. But I mean, exactly these things can happen. Like a building could be bombed. People could be killed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to try to end these episodes on something light. I figured Birds Weren't Real was a nice light one. Most of the episode was light. Is there anything else specifically ridiculous that you can point to? Any Uh, little factoid or something you saw that's just amazing? Well, when I did see one article that was talking about other satirical conspiracy theories, like the notion that Finland isn't real. I mean, statistically, they're not. (sighs) (laughs) That's what it was talking about, right? Sure. Okay. Okay. But Finland not being real, is that just because statistically their population is small enough that you can round them off in a lot of things? It doesn't affect... I think that's a rationalization for some people, sure. Different people have come up with different rationalizations. Really, the quote-unquote conspiracy theory is just the assertion that Finland doesn't actually exist. (laughs) So what do they tell people in Sweden and Norway about Russia? What what sits in that gap? Uh, More Russia, more Sweden? Yeah, there is no gap. What are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, you implied there was a list or is that it? There's a lot of things where blah doesn't actually exist. 
<laughs> quite honestly. There's apparently a town in Germany, I don't remember the name of it, but a bunch of people try to assert that that town doesn't exist. And it actually got widespread enough in Germany that even Merkel made a comment on it. <laughs> That's uh, that's it's amazingly dumb. Okay, uh, okay. Well, if there's nothing else, I guess that's a good place to wrap it up. Yep. All right. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Getting real sick of your shit. Hey, the CIA man. I didn't do it. <laughs> I literally left you speechless. You just admitted to swapping the fucking computer. Thanks to Keldar for video and graphics work, and thanks to AlphaWolf294 for transcription. Thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. Our supporters at the Evidence Investigator level or higher include Jared, Duct Tape, Keldar, Stephen Larrabee, and Kaiju Helena. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend. If you aren't sure where to do that, you can read the show notes or transcripts online at disevidentia.com. You can support us financially at patreon.com slash disevidentia. You can chat with us on our subreddit r slash disevidentia. You can tweet at us at disevidentia. You can chat with us on our Discord server or watch the YouTube video. Links in the show notes, and you can email us at contact at disevidentia.com. Copyright 2022, Blacktop Studios, Inc. Intro music was Slow by Pidex, used with permission.